0: The flyover state sports shows for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on?
1: the draft to the man on my right screen right caleb the bean Jubal's wedding i am dressed up for today's occasion to make sure that i have got the right color suit and to show that i am classier than the man who put me in the number five spot in his wedding
0: we're just practicing for you to wear that for 30 minutes and then to take it off that's all we're doing we're just practicing you wearing it for a little bit
1: tell you what if we get Two retweets that aren't from Beans and I <laughs> on the tweet that has this episode linked to it. I will take this jacket off live on radio air.
0: <laughs> there we, we go.
1: How about yeah, that? There we go.
0: There we go. Who
1: would love tease from Sam? You know, I'm taking a button off right now as we speak. <laughs> underneath, well, well. underneath, so you can't see it. But We'll get it on if you do.
2: Molly, well, Beans, Molly, be a, a little
1: concerned.
3: L. Ooh, look at the girl. She's a little concerned. Do
1: you want to say anything?
3: Yep, that's what she had to say.
1: What did she have to say? Did she have to anything to say about the week that was in college football?
0: Oh, she's got nothing to say about that.
1: Well, I tell you what, Beans. I think it's only right to start with the victors, which were the Kansas Jayhawks over the Nevada Wolfpack in Reno. Did you watch the game?
0: I did not. Did you?
1: I did not. I was in bed by eight 30 because yeah. I got, I got stayed up till two in the morning and had to wake up at six to drive to Columbia, Missouri.
3: Hot damn.
1: Do we have any sort of analysis on KU other than they won and by seven?
0: That is you know, we that is shocking. Like we talked about that game thinking they were gonna blow them out of the water and then they only win by seven.
1: Correct. I had the minus twenty-eight, I believe, and that did not happen.
0: Damn, that um, sucks.
1: You know what? Any KU fans, please DM us what actually happened in the game because I was slept. Um, I didn't
2: even they have- watched
1: the whole backyard brawl. I didn't see it. I didn't see a second of the Colorado-Colorado State game.
0: I didn't get to see that either. Um,
1: I I know about, like, three plays in that game. The Henry Blackburn hit, which was dirty, but, like, not uh, death threats dirty. Yeah. That's a completely different thing. And uh, the touchdown at the end of regulation and then the – Oh my God! The announcers asking if you believe yet about Colorado after winning a double. I double am. You know what?
0: I know. Um, I know we're talking about KU here, but I am tired of this. <laughs> let's just move on from that. But those guys. Let's let's find a new like Dion. You know, I'm tired of it.
1: You know what? This whole you know what the media Dion like Dick writing reminds me of Deadass. Do you remember? when Trey Young was in Oklahoma.
0: Oh my god, okay. And,
1: like, they would literally be flashing up, like, during other people's games. They have, like, a Trey Young tracker. It's that.
0: Yeah, it's That stupid. shit
1: made me hate Trey Young for years. Like,
0: go to ESPN's account, and, like, every other tweet, every other Instagram post, every other, like, TikTok, it's just something Colorado,
1: which Dude, is cool. It's so fucking annoying. It's It's cool, but it has
0: become a lot.
1: They're doing it because it drives impressions. And, like, the TV numbers do not lie. You know what I mean? Like, the TV numbers do not lie that, like, Colorado is a massive draw. Like, they drew 9 million people at a game that started at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Like, obviously, they're a massive fucking – against Colorado state, State nonetheless. Obviously, they're a huge draw, but oh my god, I can't escape Deion Sanders, and it's annoying. I don't care like that much.
0: But back to KU, um, they have BYU this weekend, uh, and probably what will be their first like true competition. I mean, I know they only beat Nevada by seven.
1: I mean, I think BYU is about as good as Illinois.
0: Yeah, um, you're probably – maybe right. I don't know. BYU's is always that sneaky team where
1: they, like, could be game, good. Where's this game at? Do you know
0: where this it's at? is BYU, at? Or It's at BYU, I think.
1: Okay, is it, like, late?
0: No, it's a 2.30 kickoff.
1: Oh, uh, they'll be fine then. Um, I was going to say, this game could be, like, sneaky if it was, like, at 9 p.m. again. Because I that was kind of one of the things I thought about was – KU is playing that game like at 9 9:30 at basically 10:30 at night.
0: Yeah, and we kind of talked about that. You know, like they could drop this game because of the late score or the late I time. I never really thought
1: they would drop the game because, you know, Nevada's bad. I think um, one thing I did hear too is Nevada fumbled the ball like five times and KU didn't get one of them, which is like hilarious.
0: It's at KU. So that, you know, that yeah, a little it's bit at of home KU, field there.
1: Like I think BYU just came off a win against Arkansas, and like I think that's kind of gonna be like the big thing that they get, you know what I mean? I I don't really think KU is gonna have much trouble, yeah. I would imagine they win by multiple scores now. Multiple scores does constitute 10 points, and I think that's the margin I'll give them. Um, let's give them something like uh, 34 to uh, 24, something like that. Something I was there.
0: gonna go twenty-eight, twenty-one.
1: Okay. Um, I wish we had more analysis for the KU Nevada game. I literally cannot like tell you anything that happened during it. I know that KU won and that is it, and I apologize to our KU listeners out there. Um we will have better KU coverage once KU plays games, not after a bedtime.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, on to the loser of this weekend. Uh, that would be Kansas State. Kansas State played against Missouri, and yours truly was at Missouri in Columbia for the game. He got to meet Will Howard's dad. That was the highlight of the uh that was the highlight of the game as Kansas State fell 30 to 27 on a walk-off 61-yard field goal that honestly made the loss less bad because my god he hit a 61 yard field goal
0: <laughs> the thicker kick he's a thick boy he's he is big. A big boy.
1: I was making, i was calling him fat last year too
0: well and he missed like a chip shot earlier in that game too and then oh that was
1: like a 50 yarder i think that had to have gotten blocked because that came no off
0: really okay weird. so i was listening to it and uh apparently anything inside the 20 he's just like horrendous like he's like like from inside the 20, but anything like beyond the like 25 yards, he's like just bonkers.
1: Yeah. So, like, the thing is, though, is like the kick that he missed, like, came off really fucking bad. Yeah. I don't don't really know how to describe it.
0: It was like a knuckleball.
1: Yeah. I think he just kicked it super weird, but that's neither here nor there. K State went into Missouri and didn't play very well, in my opinion. Honestly, I think they just, this was more of a game where I thought they just didn't look good enough to like win that game. And I think it kind of gave credence to my thought that they might be like a seven and five football team.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the, when we were doing our uh, season analysis. Um, the one thing that is going to uh, hurt this team is injuries And that game did not help us out as far as, like, keeping people healthy.
1: Um, Absolutely not. Will Howard, questionable with an ankle. Uh, Ward, or doubtful, if I remember right, with, I believe, an ankle. Um, And then Daniel Green, you know, the heart of the defense, out for the season. Could seek a medical red shirt. Why not? You know, he could be back.
0: I, I hope so. I don't want that to be his ending.
1: That would be really shitty, but I don't know. Daniel Green might just be ready to go.
0: He's on his fifth year, right?
1: Sixth. God. So uh, I think I think this was his like COVID year, but yeah. He also, like this is either his sixth or seventh year because I think he gray shirted.
0: Oh my gosh! I mean,
1: so, like he would be he... he would be up there pushing it.
0: Yeah, and I, I you know you kind of get to the point where it's like all right, let's but. You know he, he might speaking
1: not. About, speaking of pushing age limits, did you see the Miami tight end that like petitioned for like a ninth season of eligibility? Holy crap! It had something to do with like I think he might be able to get like a medical like waiver or redshirt or something. Like that motherfucker is like a doctor. He could diagnose his own injury by the time we're over.
0: He's gonna have like four degrees. Holy shit!
1: Be <laughs> like Van Wilder.
0: but no imagine
1: if you like never had to like leave college and you just had but you had to keep it rolling and so you went to like
0: you played some people
1: like 16 years and kept getting like degrees like all the fucking time
0: some i've heard some people do that they just keep getting degrees so that way they don't have to pay back their student debt
1: that's awesome that's genius then you never have to get a real job either your your job is just school
0: yeah like that kind of sounds kind of fun a little bit you know like Can't really have a family or do anything, but hell,
1: hell, you can have a family.
0: You might, you'd have to, yeah, I guess you could have have
1: your sugar mama. But anyway, back to the game. Um, (laughs) the, the big thing that really I think hurt K State is I had reservations and stated my reservations in the past on K State's past defense, um, replacing. A NFL practice squad corner, an NFL second round corner, an NFL like fifth or sixth round drafted safety, and just a solid college safety is a lot of production missing from a secondary. And I think they have acutely shown that they were the lights were too bright for them. Uh, they were getting mossed all the time against Troy, and I thought that might have been an outlier. And then Missouri just fucking big time those seven. Those kids, Luther Burden was too good for them. Theo Weiss, who I didn't even realize was at Missouri till he got his name called a billion times, was just too good. Um, Missouri just made a lot of really tough contested catches because those guys are really good at the football, and our guys are just not quite there yet.
0: No, um, and you know, with you know, with you bringing up Will Howard. Um, what do you think is the move here? Like it's an ankle injury and being a quarterback, you know, having an ankle is kind of important, you know, is because Will Howard's ability is, you know, playing a little out of structure. He's really good within the pocket, but he's also not afraid to, you know, get, get, uh, get loose and, you know, move around. And um, what, what, what's, what do you, what do you think? What's next yeah, here? So I think
1: Will's ankle did get, I, I don't want to, like, blame Will's angle for the loss either because Cody uh, – not Cody Cook. what Whatever Cook's first name is, I can't remember his first name. It could be Cody. Brady? Brady Cook, that's right. Brady Cook, like, might not even play next week because he, like, strained his MCL, like, during yeah. the game. Like, so I'm not going to, like, pretend – like, sit here and pretend that Brady Cook, like, didn't get injured and Will Howard was injured. Both quarterbacks were hurt, Right. That, that's just what happens when you have a really tough physical rivalry game. Um, but for me, I think Will Howard definitely
3: played fine with his bum ankle,
1: but you could tell he wasn't as comfortable, wasn't as mobile, obviously. And there's plays that I think that were there that he just wasn't able to make. I know Ben Senate would love to have a couple catches back and like, you know, that's hindsight bias, but I think there's a, I think there's a threat of Will Howard being able to move that isn't there with that ankle. I will say though, I think if Will can go, he will go because we saw, and I get it's a, it's a, kid who's 18 in his first ever road environment game but if will was hurt (laughs) bad enough to be questionable for this week and we still didn't just give avery johnson the keys to the car even like to take will howard out for a play because will howard was basically just playing wide receiver at points that i don't know why we would play avery johnson unless will just cannot go.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right on that there. Like, it,
3: man,
1: I don't. I want to say this too, by the way. Everyone really loves to be like Monday morning quarterback with like, oh, will will's hurt, so Avery should have played. I'm telling you right fucking now. One, like, Will was still probably the best guy to lead the team, just in general from a like. Experience standpoint, but two: if Avery Johnson goes out there and loses the game, a that's like a huge knock in confidence for Avery, and b like the fans are then just pissed that Will Howard wasn't playing. It 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 goes from Will Howard was hurt, so you should have been playing Avery Johnson. To even if Will Howard was like hurt, if he could have played, you should have played him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and we, I mean, we saw that with Will Howard when he first started. He didn't play up to expectations, or you know, to he didn't play well, and you know, that probably hurt. Yeah. That probably took a while for him to bounce back from stuff like that.
2: Look,
1: I'm I will say I'm shocked they never let Avery sling the rock.
0: Yeah, I I mean, but I, you could understand that. It almost reminded me of like you know when we had a. Oh, God, who's those two quarterbacks? We would have, we would roll with,
1: uh, Waters and Daniel Sams.
0: Yep, exactly. It reminded me a lot of that.
1: Well, I guess from my perspective, is is I don't know why Will Howard is in there if you're not going to run like something funky. You know what I mean? I just don't understand
3: why we don't don't
1: run. my, My thing is basically just, I don't know why like they didn't give Avery Johnson like a, like, we ran Avery Johnson a couple of times, and that's fine. I don't know why we didn't let him throw the ball.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that might have helped his confidence a little bit. But, you know, you don't plan for, you know, Will Howard to get hurt like that. Um, I, I mean, still... no,
1: obviously not. But I'm just saying, like, if if Avery is, like, the number two quarterback, like, for sure— why is he not entrusted to run one pass play? Why is Avery not entrusted to? And you know,
0: most of that could just be Will Howard saying like, "Just I'm good. I'm good to throw. Just throw me in there." Like you know, it, but,
1: like, the thing is, is even before Will was hurt, that's when we were like, re- we were still running wildcat like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, my thing is less so about running the wildcat. It's I'm surprised that they didn't let Avery huck it one time or like show the look.
0: Yeah, that way, because now it's like obvious whenever Avery's in, it's run.
1: But he doesn't have to be. He's a good enough thrower to the football. I he think. is. He sure looked like he was, at least.
3: Yeah,
0: and know. it's.
1: There's a lot of questions, and we're playing UCF next game, and UCF is going to have a lot of speed. But they are also going to be playing with a quarterback. So we might have backup QB on backup QB crimes this week.
0: You know, and maybe it's one of those where Howard gets the team
3: up by two or three touchdowns. And, you know, they just say, okay, Avery, it's your turn. Go.
1: I Again, I don't really know. I can't really. The only thing I can preview with this game is that I know that UCF is going to be fast. And I know that UCF is worse without the starting quarterback John Reese Plumley, right? Um I I really don't know which way this game is going to go. I would like to err on the side that K State will be able to pull it out. I think Daniel Green's gonna be a big loss though.
0: And if Ward's out, you know, you just lost that, you know, half of your um running game there.
1: That's where I think if Will Howard is playing, you might see a little Avery Johnson at running back. That was kind of what I was surprised. I'm be honest, that was more what I was surprised by, is that we were electing to basically go ten v eleven and not yeah. just have like Avery Johnson line up at halfback. Yeah, but I don't really know. We'll uh, see what we do with that. Um, there's a lot of time left left in the week. It's not even Wednesday yet. Um, So there's a lot of opportunity for things to change. Beans, I need a score prediction from you.
0: And I don't really know a lot about UCF. I haven't watched them yet this season.
1: Uh, But if they're back up... You know what? Let me bring up some scores. Because they played a really late game against Boise State, that they won on a uh, last-second field goal.
0: But if they're missing their starting quarterback, like... I honestly feel like our backup quarterback against their backup quarterback I I'm you know being biased everything. I'll take I'll take our backup quarterback against their backup quarterback any day of the week. Uh um, right.
1: UCF beat Kent State 56 to 6. Yeah. Beat Boise State at Boise State 18 to 16. And then beat Villanova 48 to 14. So I no, don't really think there's like, much to gain off of much of yeah. that think that both teams are looking about the same for my money i would mean home team and i will give k-state a three-point victory in a very hard fought 27 to 24 game how about that
3: yeah that's about where i was going to be like 31 to 27 maybe
1: Thirty-one to t- less stressful than thirty-one to twenty-eight. There we go. Well, that covers college out of the way, and as is tradition, we will now talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the one of the worst offensive teams in the league at the current moment, but one of the best defensive teams in the league because Jacksonville refuses to tap their toes correctly.
0: You know what I got to say about that. Sam Wong. we have a fucking chief fence, baby. We have a chief fence.
1: Shut the fuck up that's the that's the second worst um like name of something I've heard today.
0: No, no actually I'm, I'm gonna
1: tell this story by the way. um, this is off topic, but like it's gonna pay off with the worst like named thing I've heard today. So if you will indulge me beans. Okay. I was tutoring my brother before we came on today. And we're doing math. And we're like almost done. So he starts talking to me. And this dude is a fucking horn dog right now. Like he's 16 and he has got the fucking juices pumping, if you get what I mean. And so he's telling about like, this girl that he really likes. And he's like, oh, oh like this girl's like a little fucking hot. Like blah, 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 blah. And he was like, "Bro, you'll never guess." And I'm like, "What?" And he was like, "Dude, I like asked her out, and like we're going on a date. We hung out like all day, like at school today." I was like, "What's that noise?" Hang on,
0: hang on. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Okay, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> okay, sorry. You can you can continue. Yeah, that is really loud.
1: Oh my god! Ow. Okay.
0: Okay. Sorry for our listeners.
1: But anyway.
0: Oh, God damn it. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: going to ruin your ears. <laughs> anyway, so my brother, you know, he's telling me, like, oh, bro, like, I asked this girl out. She's going to date with me. Hung out all day at school or whatever. And I'm like, dude, like, good for you. Don't care. But he was like, bro, they called me the Risley Bear. Oh, my like, God. Like, I always hung up on him. I almost ended the tutoring session. They always, like... Dude, no one fucking calls you that. That's so fucking corny. Oh
2: stop my being god!
1: Sixteen.
3: Oh, that's crazy. That's
0: I funny. Say,
1: dude, stop being sixteen, brother. Like Jesus Christ.
0: I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna find a player and I'm gonna start naming him that the Risley Bear.
1: Rizzly Bear. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up.
3: No, Anyways, but you
1: cannot. That has, nothing to, that has nothing to do with anything. Um, but now back to the chiefs, uh, Jags can't toe tap. And that's where the chiefs had a good deep looking defensive game. Beans changed my mind.
0: No. Okay. So even with, let's, let's just take that aside. Okay. They still only it's gave up 200. They, okay. Well, they score one of those that changes the perspective of the game. It's not like they gave up. Correct. So like, you can't just say, Oh, they, they lost four. T-. No, because it changes the outlook of the game at some point. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. I, I also i calvin would i would argue calvin that that should that should speak more on jacksonville not being able to catch balls in the end zone that's just my opinion but anyways by the way i,
1: I thought calvin ridley was gonna like be out for the season after. Dude, that
0: hit that i thought that goalpost was oh, going I
1: down. Hit that stanchion i was like oh my god it's the gods and they hate calvin ridley and he's like broken but no that was just nick chubb the following night
0: oh that's brutal but anyways um they only gave up 270 yards of total offense against a really good Jacksonville team, who is played Jacksonville really
1: good. good. Or is Indianapolis bad? The people are asking.
3: I, I'd, I like think, think Jackson, I I'd, I'd like to think Jacksonville. i like to think Jacksonville. No, I think Jacksonville's good. I think honestly,
1: Jacksonville. How they're
0: a playoff team.
1: They like won nine games last year.
0: They are still a playoff team on the in last the AFC
1: place schedule. Here's my thing. I don't think this was on the record necessarily. I don't know if I said this during the schedule predictions or not. I said this on Xbox, though. Obviously not to you because you're never on Xbox, you married man. Or soon-to-be married man. There we go. But I think Jackson was overrated, and I would not have picked them to win the division.
0: And you know that you might be right on that,
1: but I know they, I'm right. Jacksonville's overrated. They play in an awful division, and they're not true. that much better than Tennessee. But they're still
0: they're they're still a good team. They're still they're not horrible.
1: They are an average team, in my opinion. Okay.
0: And how many points did they score the previous week against a pretty good Indianapolis defense?
1: That the Colts are not a good defense.
0: They have a pretty good defense. Not great. They, not they you know. Gave
1: a ton of points to uh, Houston.
0: That's true, but Houston's on something, dude. Like they're they, they're looking
1: not on anything. That's they're they're looking anything.
0: they're looking pretty good. I tell you what. Anyway, know
1: you what? I know that you like Nico Collins, and Nico Collins is be getting a lot of fantasy points for you. you've been good. And I will admit, you might. You know what? You probably got the Nico Collins thing right. You definitely got the Terrence Marshall thing wrong.
0: Bro. Yeah, Terrence Marshall. I did Terrence say Nico Marshall. Collins. Terrence.
1: Terrace Marshall is probably bad enough to completely negate your Nico Collins take.
0: We'll just call it a wash. Anyways, but our defense, call it what you want. They have been looking good. They have only given—guess what? How many points they've been giving up the last two weeks? 11 and a half points. That's I, still-
1: I think the, the Lions game is impressive. The flashes of what I saw from the Jacksonville game is impressive. I think that they are a top 12 unit, probably.
0: And that's really good compared to years past. Years past, I'd be paying for them.
1: What I need to see, though, is I need to see if they can hold up. Because the problem is, is over the course of time, I'd like to think that our offense is going to figure it out, but I can't just take that for granted, right? I can't just say they're going to figure it out because I want them to figure it out you know what i mean
0: well okay hey, so let's let's look, let's think about this for,
1: yeah if the offense doesn't pick it up then like the defense is going to fall apart that's just well, how football works
0: chris jones only played 50% of the sacks and had that kind of production in a humid environment like those guys were I, on i, I will IVs. say
1: the humidity was a factor i will also say is it possible that we should only play Chris Jones half the snaps because he can give full effort perhaps.
0: No snaps. shit. Like that's what is I'm that wondering actual, like
1: is that, that like
0: actual,
1: is that like an actual take we should have? Like I don't think it is because you can't really just sit Chris Jones for half the snaps, but I wouldn't I'm not I'm wondering if you wouldn't get a fresher Chris Jones if you did that who would put up roughly the same production because he's fresher. I think it's, it's an asinine take, right? Like you can't well, no. do it, but like, it's one of, it's like the Wilt Chamberlain thing. Like you've heard the Wilt Chamberlain story, right? Yeah. So like he he could never win in the uh, finals. He's putting up like 50 points a game or like, like 40 points a game, like fucking almost 50 fucking rebounds. Like he was doing like fucking everything. Like you've seen the meme where it's like 50 fucking 40, like 10 assists, like, 20 blocks whatever but like what was funny is is he didn't win until one of the coaches got hired on and he said you need to score less and we started less everyone else started scoring more playing better and then there you go and there you go
0: so no that brings up a good point like a lot of chris jones's production that we've seen over the past several years has come in the fourth quarter he paces himself and so him getting him us saying you know Maybe 50% of him playing snaps is his best production. You might be right. Like, you might absolutely be correct on that. I think we have enough people to, and especially when we get Charles of back, we have enough people juggling around on that defensive line to where we can stay fresh all the time. This looks way more comfortable playing down than he does on the edge. It's crazy. And then even Felix Inidike Uzama, he does the same thing. Like, sometimes he'll bump inside. Like we have a bunch of guys, and Chris Jones, he's taking out. You, there were several times I saw him taking de- defensive edge snaps, and they just continue to stunt. Like it's, um, it, it's it it's almost it's it, it's fun to watch because like you you have people bouncing around, people playing different positions, and it, it's keeping us it's keeping a good rotation. Once we get O'Manu back, this defensive line looks scary good.
1: My I think the big thing me is if mini who is is like what he's billed to be, which is another like interior rusher, you are starting to look at potentially and this is this is hinging on like Dana and Carloftis and Felix, like being able to be legitimate edge guys, right? You are like uh you are getting to that like edge of. A front four being so good that it's just like a super bowl defense, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and look, it reminds look at- me almost a little bit of the, the reason why those giants teams won against those patriots teams in those super bowls is because you had like Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan and Usier Minora and Jason Pierre Paul and like guys in the middle that can rush the passer too uh, escaping And you game.
0: know who who was the defensive uh, coordinator of that team
1: at least for Super Bowl 42 it was Steve Spagnolo.
0: Exactly like that's the it's
1: thing. When you have when you have when you have rushers in your front four like that that can generate pressure Here's the thing football is like really one of the simplest games like of all time if you really think about it if your offensive line is really good, then, like, your team is usually pretty good because they force mismatches because the only way to get pressure is to bring more people, which causes, you know, you to be able to play up up one man. And if you can generate pressure with four guys, then you're automatically playing up one man. Really kind of two, if you're being honest. But
0: And then we also have our – the the year two guys have been just having out uh, – outrageous production. George Karloftis is looking way more comfortable. He had half a sack or I can't, I remember if they put it down as a full sack yet. And then you have Leo Chanel, who's just feeling, re- he looks really good in coverage. Like there was one time he had to drop into coverage and I'm like, he, you know, he's really stepped that portion up. Uh, Watson and uh, Williams are battling. They're eating into each other's stats because they are both good. Like they, so they're eating into each other's stats because we don't know which one to play. We know which one to play, but like it, they both are really good on our defense and um, McDuffie, you know, McDuffie is probably one of the, for, for him being a late round corner, I honestly think he's quite a steal. So
3: late first round.
1: Yeah. Well, he was the last first round talent that they had on the board. If I remember correctly, Yes, and that's why you traded up for him. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think, I think the defense is teetering on the edge of having the right pieces to be elite. Um, I just don't think it's going to quite get there. I think, I I don't think a is going to be good enough to be that one, two interior nightmare. And I don't think Felix and Carlottis are quite there at the edge yet. Right. And then I, I, I think I think we have a lot of good on the defensive side. I think to be truly elite, you're gonna have to have like some great there. And really, it's just kind of Chris Jones is like the one great that we have. I think Nick Nick Bolton's like the one or the guy who in a like isolated like role, I think is great. If you're talking about just a general like tackle dominant middle linebacker. Oh, my
0: God. Did you see that one play? I think it was a read option with Trevor Lawrence, and he was on the edge. Legarius Sneed was playing corner on the edge. He was, like, bumped in because they were running a tight formation. He... Nick Bolton took a better angle than Legarius Sneed to stop Trevor Lawrence from scoring there.
1: Yeah, no. Nick Nick Bolton, again, here's the thing. Being an elite... Tackle-heavy middle linebacker is essentially the same – it's not the same thing. But it's it's something akin to being, like, an elite fullback. And it's like, yes, having one of those is nice. Him getting paid for it is something I wouldn't think is going to happen. I think it's going to come down to – because, I mean, he went to Missouri. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to whether or not Nick Bolton is going to take – Market value for what his skill set is, and whether the Chiefs want to pay market value.
0: That's true, and you know, and with the, all this production of the defense, it, it it doesn't mean anything unless the offense, you know, like hums.
1: <laughs> yeah, Justin Ross TD counter zero after two weeks.
0: It's all right. We got we got a lot of football left. You sure do. Yeah, we
1: sure do. Have, I can't get eight. There you go. Zero.
0: We still got a lot of football left. Um, it is nice to us finally see. To it's nice to finally see us trusting our running backs a little more, especially Pacheco. Uh, he had twelve carries for seventy yards. Um, like it, it's I think
1: that's what's going to have to happen for us to be successful. I think yeah, like I think that's going to be what we have to do is be able to run the ball.
0: And there's been like several games where Andy Reid is like. Putting the pedal to the metal and then like he'll get up by a couple scores and he'll just let up. But he keeps passing. And they keep passing. And I think here, like it it's nice to see, okay, we're up, let's run the ball, let's eat clock. And I, I don't know if that's him or Nagy, I don't know. It does make me feel more comfortable that we can secure games now.
1: Like I, yeah. I will say And again, there were a lot of penalties this game, and that might just be because...
0: Oh, they were horrible. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Um, I will say one thing. I do think the team at this present moment does miss Eric B. Enemy. And I want to... I I don't know how they miss him yet, is what I want to preface. Because I think right now, they're missing, like him being a fucking hard ass because that's one of the only things that really makes sense to me about why things are like sloppier. And yeah. that makes sense. And it tracks with the whole Eric B enemy in Washington thing where the Washington players were complaining about how tough training camp and everything was, which by the way, they did. And now they're two and oh, um, I still don't understand like at all, like why people are just like shocked and appalled that, I, I, I always found this story funny because it's like, oh, well, this guy's working us too hard. It's like, this dude won two Super Bowls. Like, like he knows what fuck? he's doing. Like, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, um, the enemy does know what he's doing.
1: I I think I'm going to give the offense
3: a bit of time.
1: I think... So there is so, there was so much continuity lost, right? Because Biennium was the offensive coordinator in in, uh, 19. So 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, he was there for like four years as the OC. And you lose some continuity with that. And on, like, I mean, you lose some continuity and like Matt Nagy is just not Eric Biennium in terms of like personality and everything. So I'm sure there's like an adjustment period and I'm sure that Matt Nagy it I understand that like Andy recalls calls the plays but I'm sure that Eric Bieniemy was like helping him game plan and all that other shit. And I'm sure that there's some stuff that Matt Nagy is suggesting that maybe isn't exactly what Eric Bieniemy would have suggested and it's like weird, right?
0: So no, you actually bring up a good point there. Like the the whole time Patrick Mahomes has been our starting quarterback. He's only had like the same offensive, like you know, core for like two years. You know what I mean? Like he's always he's lost O lineman. He's like we've revolving door of O lineman until you know up until last year. The last three years, this roster has been completely changed, shifted, altered. Looks completely different. We don't have Tyree Kill. We don't have Mitchell Schwartz. We don't have Eric Fisher. Insert name here. Insert name here. We have a bunch of young wide receivers that honestly, ha- you know, still need a little bit time to develop. They all weren't here last year. Only two of them returned from last year, so it's like uh, three if you count Kelsey. But you know what I mean. Like it's it's going to take quite a bit of time for them to finally feel comfortable with each other, know how to operate with each other, and you know get the playbook figured out. And I do think Nagy and or Reed will get us there at some point. Um,
2: You know,
1: Nagy's not a dummy. Again, I think. I think it's a lot of new, and I think it's a lot of adjust. We haven't had to adjust from an offensive standpoint, like from a coaching offensive standpoint, since 2019. Yes, you know so
3: this is this is quite the change.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We, I don't want to make any de- declarations after two weeks, but Washington's offense looks good, and Kansas City's doesn't. So maybe Eric enemy played a bigger part in. Kansas State being a great offense
0: i'm not gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take these first two games like with a grain of salt almost because you know first game we didn't have kelsey it's hard to operate when you know he hurts his leg on wednesday and you have a game on thursday i understand that yesterday or not yesterday but sunday when the game was played it's hot as balls you know everybody's trying to get fluids in them
1: um they, you know, Kelsey just yeah, got I back. Just don't play the excuse game, though, Beans. You know, what I, I mean? don't
0: think it. I don't think there's an excuse game either. But it's also hard to play offense when you're giving up 150 yards and penalties.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. By the way, Juwan Taylor did get benched for like two plays. Dude, I saw
0: that. He like had like back to back flags, and then finally, I think he checked himself out. I think he was just like,
3: "Get me out! Like,
0: I Honestly, I
1: can't." Okay. I genuinely think that that was the game that the NFL was going to just throw the book at him. I think he should be fine going for the most part going forward. But no, I, I genuinely think that he is going to have to change the way he plays a little bit.
0: I agree. Um, he also, I I don't I can't remember when this started happening, but my dogs are going crazy. Um, okay. They're going berserk. Uh, but I noticed that when Josh Allen came out is when the penalties started to decline a little bit. I don't know if he was just causing a lot of issues or well, I
1: mean Josh Allen's really
0: good. He's really good. Josh Allen's a good I edge
1: rusher. Other thing. Okay, I don't want to like look every team I think it's fair to say that every team has a pretty good edge rusher on their team. Yeah, for the most part. Or a really good pass rusher. I because like I don't think there's really any team in the league. I mean, like the Cardinals, yeah, and like, you know, whatever. But like every team has like a good player on their like defensive line/slash edge. But like Josh Allen and Aiden Hutchinson is a tough ass to start the season, right? And like going into the next game, Chicago like should be easier on defense. I think Chicago. I think this next game is going to be a very good barometer on like where we're going. Yeah,
0: let's this. go ahead and let's go ahead and break into Chicago.
1: I I think really the thing I want to see with Chicago is I want to see how the offense looks because I think if they if the offense struggles here,
3: that's, that's a big issue. Is
1: starting to get concerning. Yes. Jordan you know, Love threw for three touchdown passes, and Baker Mayfield looked great. Mike Evans had a billion yards against Chicago. So, I mean, like, if we can't look good against Chicago's defense, which is pretty much switch cheese at this point, then I don't know exactly where we're going offensively, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it'll be a little concerning. Um, you know, Chicago's defense, like you mentioned, isn't all that good. The offense has been <laughs> – their sh- offense is struggling. Justin Fields yep. doesn't look like he's comfortable at all throwing the ball. Um
1: he has not looked good. Like
0: he hasn't not. like Chicago bears runs. I call it Navy. They're the NFL Navy. Like they're going to run it or Justin Fields is going to find a way to run it. And when he's trying to throw it, it's either checkdowns or quick passes. Like there's no, like he, I know he's trying to look for the long shot plays, but it's,
3: he's missed all the open plays when that happens. So, it just doesn't seem like there's this is a uh,
1: awkward silence
3: <laughs> this is a awkward silence
1: um this is a just roasting of the bears right now um I have no idea why they hired Matt Eberflus. I mean, I know why they hired Matt Eberflus was because they wanted to get back to their defensive roots, which makes yeah. no goddamn sense. Because I would have just hired Vic Fangio, who had success there in Chicago, if you were trying to do that. Um, but they have just absolutely crushed the development of Justin Fields because under Matt Nagy, um, who is you know now obviously the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, Justin Fields was starting to look competent as a passer down the stretch. And I genuinely believe that they fucked him up based off the hires that they made after they fired Matt Nagy.
0: You know, it, Justin Fields is one of those quarterbacks where every season, I know he's been in the league for a little bit, but every season it feels like he's a rookie quarterback.
1: I, again, like like he was developing his first season and they just fucked him up, dude. I don't know. Really, there's no other way to say it. They just fucked him up.
0: And I think they're just relying. I don't know if they are honestly teaching him. Like, they're just relying on his pure athleticism, I feel like. Well,
1: like. And that's the problem now is they can't rely on his athleticism because tra- the NFL is taking his athleticism away. Exactly. And then they never fucking taught him how to throw the football. And, but, like, that's the thing, though, is I've seen Justin Fields throw the football. I've watched. I have watched him go against good defenses on a Monday night football game against Pittsburgh, and he almost led them to that win. And he looked great. Like it's there. I just yeah. think his confidence is so like.
0: He needs I, a I, new I, scenery. I, like, like I've heard, I've heard store or like rumors of them trying to, you know, plunge the season and then just ship Justin Fields off. You know, the maybe problem he does.
1: one's trading for Justin Fields if he's looking this bad?
0: Honestly, he should just write out his his deal and then sign somewhere else. Like, that's... Well,
1: like, I, again, I don't think he's getting the opportunity to start anywhere else.
0: No, I don't think so either. He's just going to have to do the whole, like, sit back and do it all over again.
1: Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think...
0: I mean, it worked for Jameis hey. Winston almost. Jameis Winston's just a locker room guy right now. Maybe that's what Justin Fields needs to be, you know? Like, I don't James know. Jameis Winston
1: I, needs to be the starting quarterback of the Jets is what he needs to be.
0: There we go. I, you know, they're not going to do
1: that. But and serious. Jameis Winston might not win them any games, but, like, it'll be very funny and, like, it'll be – they'll be able to put up offense. That's for fucking
2: sure.
0: No, so with, with Chicago, I, I think this is the game where we get the true test of like what our offense looks like. We should come away with a win and you know, we'll move on to the next week. I, I I don't want us to get comfortable in this game and have one of those games where we just drop the ball and Andy Reid does his Andy Reid thing and you know where we get a little too comfortable and we just let one slide by. I don't want that to happen. I want us to put their dicks in the dirt. And come away with a 45-17 to win.
1: I think this game is going to be a lot spicier than you definitely think. Because Justin Fields, I believe, is going to probably be running a lot. And I think that Chicago is going to be – I think Chicago is starting to feel the pressure of preseason expectations that just shouldn't have been there, by the way. Um, And they're going to throw the – Book at Kansas City, in my opinion. You know, any any fun little things that they've had. I know it's early in the season, but if you start 0-3, like you're kind of fucked. Yeah. So I think they're gonna throw the book at it. And I think there's a lot of players who don't like Matt Nagy on the Bears. And this is kind of like a revenge Matt Nagy game, you know what I mean? For yeah. those players. Um, I think it's a weird game. I think Fields is a weird player um in terms of just playing at quarterback and i think there's some fired up motivation for you know a lot of players who were coached under matt Nagy. i think the Chiefs will still win um i don't know if the game's arrowhead or soldier do you know
0: it is at i think it's at arrowhead give me a second
3: cheer
1: if it's at arrowhead then like i think it's about a touchdown I, th- I i think it's going to be like 28 to like 21 you know what i mean
3: this game is at
0: give me one second while I'm getting attacked by Molly. Molly. Yeah, this is at this is at Arrowhead. Uh, Casey's minus 25 and a half.
1: Kansas City is not minus 21 and a half.
0: Tw- oh, sorry, 12 and a half. Molly was trying to oh, hit That's my- an
1: awful line, by the way. So I would take uh, the Bears for sure. At 12 um, and a half. That's just one man's
0: opinion. No, I already gave my score predictions, but
1: yeah, no, yeah. give me twenty-eight twenty-one. It's a weird game. NFL's a weird any given Sunday.
0: Also, fun fact, K-State, or not K-State, Kansas City doesn't have any more noon kickoffs for I think the not, rest of the season.
1: Unless they get flexed.
0: Yeah, which they very well could at the end of the season, but
1: Oh man, I can't wait for that Jets game. That's gonna be fun. Oh, oh man. Isn't that like a Monday night game too? Yes. Oh man, I'm excited.
0: Ugh. Time. We never got the Aaron Rodgers-Patrick Mahomes matchup.
1: Dude, I know. We're never, we, we may never get it. We legitimately... We may I never...
0: Actually, I, like, we, there could be a chance where the NFL is like, we keep trying to give it to you guys and it never happens, so
1: we're not going to well, schedule no, it anymore. Well, no, like, if Kansas City wins the division, right? Yeah. New York's not winning that division. More than no. Likely. And we're not so you wouldn't get the first place division winner game right yeah and you are rotating the the uh, the in the in conference division that you play
3: oh that's true
1: the East. so i mean i don't you don't play them we will, we will not be playing the jets next year unless we finish the same ranking as them in our division, which is more
3: not than like likely, yeah, it's all
1: right. Highly unlikely. Really, the best chance for that is that Kansas City gets second and the Jets get second. I would say is the most likely of that. But like, we're probably never going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes, which is like insane because they've almost matched up like four or five times.
0: I think it was four times because. Patrick Mahomes hurt Pat his knee and won. We
1: we almost got it in the Super Bowl and the Packers lost.
0: Yep, we he, almost got it when Pat twisted he, his, knee.
1: his knee.
0: and then Aaron Rodgers had COVID or lied about. And then this one, so this is four. Yeah,
1: so this is four, and it, there could have yeah. been another one too. But who? Knows? There
0: could have, there very well could have been like a Super Bowl or something where we just missed out on them. But yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of the Packers lost to the no the Packers did lose to the Niners, um, but they didn't lose any other. No, wait they it, it is five because the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game to the Bucks. There you go. So it's five. I knew I knew it was five. All right, beans, are you ready for our new segment?
0: I am ready for our new segment. This is fun.
1: We have a new segment. We're back in the gambling business, except we're not making the picks. It's our Land locks segment where Jacob Land is giving us three locks. These are cannot lose bets. Disclaimer, these are land's bets, not ours.
0: Uh disclaimer, uh, I think he lost two of the bets last week that we put in here. Um <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe this should turn to fade land territory.
0: <laughs> I, I will say though, when he texted me with this new idea of land locks, the name was Nestier. That was such a good name, and I was like, "We've got to do this. Like, there's no way in hell we can't do landlocks from now on." Because well, I don't, we, I don't trust us. I don't trust us three, two or three. Whenever we have, whenever Gavin's not building his house, like I, I was like, you know, like G- G- Jacob sending me three picks is a lot easier than us three deciding on one pick. You know what I mean?
1: Well, you got to find out what his landlocks were last week, and we can like tell the record. Really, what you need to do is you need to write down what the uh, lines are, and then we can keep track of whether we're up or down.
0: Well, so last week he had K State minus four and a half, South Florida plus thirty two, and Tennessee minus six and a half.
1: Idiot, idiot, <laughs> smart, idiot. <laughs> That was last they week. Were all, they were all spreads, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're down money. We we didn't win jack diddly. So
0: this week we're
1: down like we're down like fifty five dollars, I think. On this betting advice,
0: <laughs> so let, let's make money this week, all right? Landlocks. I mean, I'm sure he's got um, so he to be good at this. So this week,
1: he good I at this. By the way, one thing: Alabama, following a loss over the Nick Saban era, is on like a 12 or 13 game under streak in the next game or something along those lines. So when Alabama loses, the under hits. Hmm. Interesting. Lost, like a bunch of times.
0: Interesting. That's that's good to know. Um. So for this week, our landlocks include first
1: landlock. Uh,
0: Notre Dame plus three and a half.
1: Against Ohio State. Where's that game at, bro? That's got to be at South Bend, I think.
0: Ooh, that's a good
3: question.
1: Actually, no. I think it was in South Bend last year.
3: Uh, Notre Dame.
0: It's at Notre Dame.
1: Oh, and they're catching three and a half. I love it. I think I think Ohio State is massively overrated. I don't think they're that good.
0: Uh, the next landlock includes North Carolina minus seven and a half.
1: Against two beans,
0: you know. I told myself to look at this before the pod. Uh, Pitt,
1: Pitt, land lock number two,
0: uh, and it's at Pitt. So.
1: so, at Pitt, North Carolina, and their atrocious defense against Appalachian State is going to Pitt minus seven and a half. He says so. We got to have a two-score victory. And Pitt did just lose to West Virginia. But I do think that Pitt is a little bit better. I think Pitt is a little bit better than they've shown. But they did also lose to Cincinnati. So I think I'm ready to get off the Pitt hype train. Seven and a half is a bit of a tough number. You don't love it because it's two scores. But uh, we'll we'll see what land does. Maybe we should put, you know what? I'm going to parlay all of these. I'm going to make money off these landlocks.
0: And then um his final landlock for this week includes Oklahoma State versus Iowa State with all caps over 36 and a half.
1: Oh dude, I don't even think that's true. I hate that. What? Those teams stink.
0: That's what that's I, what he
1: says. I uh you know what? I'm going to parlay these because I'm a madman and I, I Land can't miss on all of these. My, my, Sam's, like, last five college football bets have all missed.
3: Damn. So,
1: and by last five, I mean, it, I've missed ten parlay legs in a row, which is impressive. I actually would have made a lot of money if I just did the opposite of what I thought was going to happen.
0: So, yeah, that is this week's Landlocks. Uh, look for this segment every week going forward.
1: What's your favorite bet out of all those as I log on to uh, place these bets?
0: Uh, probably the Notre Dame one.
1: He loves the Notre Dame one. Sam Hartman, man. Hi- you know what? That's my hot take of the week.
3: I think Sam Hartman's going to win the Heisman. How about that? That's a little, a little bit bonkers if you ask me, but...
1: Why is that? No one ever wins a Heisman in uh, September beans.
0: It's true, but I think it's either Caleb Williams or
1: Voter Fatigue. What's that? Voter fatigue, they won't won't
3: win. Yeah, probably not.
1: Once Shadur Sanders starts losing games, which is over the next two weeks, then he will
0: you know Travis Hunter may have been like a close like he may have been like the winner if he wasn't hurt like these next few weeks
1: no that wouldn't have happened because only jabril peppers can get hyped for playing multiple positions by the way that was that was so stupid um where are all these games brother brother i'm trying to waste my money okay over 36 and a half bang I gotta fight North Carolina and Pitt. I probably passed that game already. I was looking for Notre Dame, Ohio State. Notre Dame plus three, bang,
3: bang, bang.
1: Oh, there it is. That game's at night. And North Carolina minus seven and a half. You parlay that? That's plus five ninety five. You put a ten dollar bet on that. That's sixty nine fifty eight. Let's ride, land, Landlocks. locks. Insert lock sound
0: i'm gonna find that sound and we're gonna put it in here
1: people are gonna get so tired of the lock sound all right <laughs> beans i gave a hot take i mean you have to give a thought-provoking moment
0: okay um is belagna just a hot dog pancake
1: Bologna. Uh, my coworker said that she had a bologna sandwich today for lunch. So this is the second mention of bologna for for today. Is it just a hot dog? Hot dog what?
3: A hot dog pancake. Well, I wouldn't call it a pancake. I just call it a flat hot dog. Pancake sounds better.
1: Um, but pancake, like, you know, eh, I don't know maybe it is. I think now now the real question is how many pieces of bologna do you put in your sandwich?
3: At least two.
0: I Three? haven't
1: had bologna in a long time.
3: <laughs> I haven't had bologna either in a while. I like it, that's
0: been a minute like since probably like high school. Holy she's shit. Got a,
1: she's got she kids, so I'm pretty sure that's why she has bologna just at the ready, but like Yeah. I haven't thought about bologna as, like, a food option for a decade.
0: Now, if we're talking, like, turkey or, like, ham or something, like, honey-roasted ham, like, I'm eating, like, there's a lot of meat. Like, there's, like, you know, you know the ones that come in, like, these little containers? Like, those little, like, plastic containers? Like, I at least, like, half of that is, like, going on my sandwich.
1: Jesus, half?
0: Okay, maybe like less than half. Maybe just like a schmid right. half.
1: You get deli meat at the store, right? What is your ideal sandwich? Uh,
0: I do like the honey roasted ham with uh like. Oh, man, I'm a big like. Specific shop-
1: with it. What are the meats that you put on? How many of each meat? What kind of cheese?
0: Oh, at least four pieces of meat. Three to four pieces of meat. Uh, right. two pieces of cheese. Always two pieces of cheese. Um mayo is very important um and then like if i have lettuce which is like few and far between i'm gonna put lettuce on there i might put a tomato on there um but yeah so
1: here's how i roll right because i'm a big baller
3: do you toast your bread
1: yeah that's my
3: boy yeah
1: we got so what we do because we're big and we're bad we got two slices, ham, two slices, uh, turkey. We got Swiss on the bottom. We got pepper Jack on the top, two slices of pepperoni on either side, just for a little bit of pepperoni flavor. And then we got mayo with Sriracha sauce mixed in for spicy mayo. And then we put it in the old George Foreman pressure down panini that bitch
3: okay
0: i i i saw somebody do this and it's kind of crazy put pepper like when you put mayo down just put some pepper on there on your mayo yep
1: like black pepper right
0: yep just just sprinkle some pepper on there like don't
1: cover it or shit. just like just put some black pepper on there you know it just adds a little bit of you know i'm not a big pepper guy but like i can see how that would work
0: yeah, it tastes really good. Like it just adds a little bit of, you know, just something there. Pizzazz. A little pizzazz. Yeah, it's really good. Or Danos, dude. Oh my God. I love Danos. What is Danos? It's just like, I don't know. It's like seasoning. Just go to Walmart, find Danos. It's, they got like original, they've got like spicy, they got like everything bagel, they got like cheese. Everything like, bagel. Oh yeah. God. I love
3: nano-seasoning. I put that on everything.
2: Dude.
1: I haven't had a bagel in forever.
3: You know, the, talking about this, you know, low-key kind of makes me a little hungry.
1: Um, dead honest, those bagels that have, like, the little chunks of, uh... Oh, God, what is it? Is it is it raspberry? Raisins? Oh, it is raisins. That's right. Bro, Raisin. Th- Dude, bagels with raisins in them with that Philly cheese. Oh, dude, I take that over a donut any day. You
0: know, what? I want to say this: raisin cookies do not get the like. They are way too overhated. They are the Nickelback.
1: Oh, dude, right? Raisins raisin cookies.
0: In- raisin cookies are the Nickelback of cookies. They get way too much slander, way too much hate. Oh, when in reality, they slap.
1: They slap. Dude. Yeah. You ever had a raisin cookie with white chocolate chips in it?
0: Oh my god, life yeah. changing!
1: Yeah, bro, that shit will change your life.
0: Like, bro, I don't know why people hate raisin cookies. They taste it so good. Were,
2: oh well, I thought I do what? I do yeah, want a, a fruit salad.
0: Like, shut the fuck up! It tastes delicious.
2: Raisin I'll cookie. eat
1: twelve of them, bitches. It's, there's really not that many bad cookies either. Like it's sugar and like batter and like other right. things. It's so hard to make a bad cookie. If you make bad cookies, like that's- You're
0: just a bad, you're just a bad baker like that,
1: then. That says more about you than anything else.
0: Oh my God, no-bake cookies. Ugh.
1: See, I'm not the hugest fan of no ba- I I like no-bakes. I would rather just have like a bake.
0: You've never had Dolores' no-bakes. Oh my god.
1: Get fucking I'll be up there in like two weeks for your wedding, motherfucker. Uh, Actually, it's three weeks.
0: Three weeks. Yeah, we're we're cutting it. We're cutting it close, my guy. I, I
1: keep thinking <laughs> I keep thinking in terms of the schedule. It's like ah, UCF is this week. <laughs> and then it's Dean's wedding the next week. And I'm like, dummy, there's a buy.
0: Yeah, there's a bye week. So it's like
1: Nashville for during the bye. It's like goddamn dude. I we've had this Nashville trip planned for like months, like literally since the summer. And like I didn't even remember we were going on it till last week. (laughs) That's funny. Like I would have gotten like a notification on my phone saying, like, oh, by the way, like your flight to Nashville is boarding. And I'm like, oh shit
2: well that sucks (laughs)
1: whoops (laughs) well beans I gotta say this suit is starting to get uncomfortable so you have any final words
3: yeah take that jacket off baby
1: two retweets from anyone not us there we go All right, and with that, we want to thank everyone again for tuning in to the Flyover State Sports Show. It's always our pleasure. We will be recording on Tuesdays from now on because soccer coach Sam is back at it again. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. If you would like to support us, please give us a follow on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it now. At underscore underscore F3S. That is underscore underscore capital F, the number three, capital S. If you would like to purchase merchandise in the description on Twitter, it is there. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe through all the channels, especially Apple Pod and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, even YouTube. I've been your host, Sam Long with my good friend, Caleb the Bean Jeeble. Thank you for flying with us today and God bless.